Happy Tuesday. Welcome to February the 15th. And uh, thanks for joining me for today's episode of Enough for Today. We're in Psalm 36. And this is a great psalm. I'm uh, loving this. It's three parts. Part one, David is looking at uh, the power of sin on planet Earth and in the human heart. And it just uh, affects every part of our lives and destroys us. And now we've moved into part two of this psalm, which is when he looks up and begins to reflect and recount and teach us about God's mercy. And uh, there's so much in these psalms. You know, this was originally a, a, a devotional time for David, but then it became a song of Israel. So this would have been a, a teaching mechanism for, for families, for their children. It would have been a song of worship that they sang um, when they were serving and honoring and worshiping the Lord. And, you know, and here we go, you know, so many generations later, now it's uh, scripture for our church and for our lives today that teaches us about the heart of God. And uh, so many great psalms have been written into songs. So David begins to, to talk about the mercy, the hesed of God, the loving kindness, the compassion, the infinite, lavish goodwill and grace of God uh, towards us towards anyone who will believe and receive. And that's the amazing thing about God's mercy is that you do have the choice of rejecting it or accepting it. And once you, uh, once you reject it, you're open to all kinds of lies and all kinds of, of, uh, of problems. You can read about them in verses 1 through 4. It boils down this way. You either choose sin or you choose mercy. One of the two. When you reject mercy, by default, you choose sin and lies. And in the end, destruction. So David says, thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches unto the clouds. And we talked about mercy yesterday and a little bit about faithfulness, but the word faithfulness to me is so wonderful. The longer I live, the more wonderful it is. And uh, the older I get, the longer I walk with the Lord. And if you're younger than me, just hear me for a minute. And I know many of you that watch are older than me, and you could... You could add, add a, um, an exponential exclamation point to this. With every passing five or ten years, with every passing year or, or decade, when you walk with the Lord consistently, you have a diminishing sense of self. You, you just become more acquainted with your flesh and with your struggles and with how much God has really forgiven you of. You become more acquainted with how really little you are um, and how much there is to grow still and how little you know. But the counter of that is that you become more and more acquainted with God's faithfulness to you, that he loves you in spite of who you are, that he loves you in spite of your struggles or your weak places or uh, the, the way you limp through life, and that he is always there and he is always reliable, and his promises are true, and his word is true, and you can stand in him, and you can build your life on him. And we get into the weeds of our struggles today. We get into the weeds, the minutia of today's trials. How do I pay today's bills? How do I raise these kids? How do I get this household together? What do I want to do with my life? How do I get done with my program, my degree program? How do I pass this class? And uh, how do I get ahead? And we don't realize that God's sustaining us. 
And sometimes we put ourselves in anxious, frantic, frenzied places that he really doesn't want us to be. He wants to set us free from those places. You know why we get into those places? You know why we get into those frantic and frenzied, frustrated places, anxiety, sleeplessness? You know why we get there? Because we don't really believe that he is faithful. We don't really believe that he's right there with us, that he's got us, that he's holding us, that he's going to feed us, he's going to clothe us, he's going to shelter us, he's going to make sure we've got the money we need when we need it to meet our needs, that he protects us, he provides for us, he guides us, he directs us. We don't really believe that. Now, we say we do, but then our frantic efforts to make it all work out prove otherwise. I remember years ago as a young married man and a young father um, sitting in my home office trying to pay bills and in the house was Dana and I think at the time two sleeping uh, toddlers, an infant and a toddler. And I remember every paycheck I've ever gotten, the first thing I do, and I don't do the math, but the first thing I do is I... Uh, I give to the Lord. Um, and for many years, that was 10 or 11 or 12%. And for many years now, it's been more than that. That's not the point. But honor the Lord with the first fruits of thine increase. That's the first thing I did. And I remember then having that stack of bills. And this was before, you know, you could pay online. This was before you could do the automatic deductions, you know, just the, the automatic withdrawals from your account. This was when all the bills were in the mail and you'd stack them there. And I'd have my, this was when there was checkbooks. <laughs> I had my checkbook. So the first check I would write was uh, to uh, honor the Lord through my church. But then I would take what was left and I'd start paying bills and I would leave enough, you know, in the budget for grocery shopping and other things. And I remember this one particular day, it's just burned into my brain. Uh, I'll never forget it. I had put on some music in the background. And so it's playing just instrumental music. And I remember um, looking at my bills and looking at the checkbook balance and thinking, I, I don't have enough. Um, and then the, the first temptation was, well, you know, God will forgive me. Maybe I'll just, I'll just hold that check out. But I thought, no, I'm not gonna cheat God to pay my bills. And, you know, that for a young husband, that's a tough decision. At least in that moment, it would have been easy to compromise. But I was like, Lord, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play the fool and distrust you. I'm going to honor you because I, I do believe that you're going to pay these bills. But I was so, in that moment, I was so fearful and so anxious. How are these going to get paid? And there was, there was several hundred dollars of bills that I didn't see how I could pay them. And now, you know, I was just going to let them stay in the stack until the next pay period came around. And, you know, then I'd pay what I could and try to whittle the stack down. But it was discouraging because the stack wasn't going as low as it needed to go. And I, I just remember in that moment of tension and anxiety, pausing and like, Lord, I was, I was actually kind of frustrated with God. I was like, Lord, why? 
are you not meeting my needs? And now I think we'd been married at this point about six years. So maybe five years. So, so Lance would have been four and Larry would have been one, something like that. And I paused and I was kind of just talking to God almost with a spirit of complaint. And God's spirit said to me, just stop and listen for a minute. And in the background, the instrumental music had defaulted to great is thy faithfulness. O God, my father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. I think I messed the song up, but great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. That's where it says, all I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord unto me. I listened to that song. I dropped my head. I began to weep. I said, Lord, I'm sorry. And God's Spirit said to me, look back over the last five years and tell me which bills I have not paid. And I began to think, and he began to talk me through, just in my mind, he began to reason me through. Every mortgage bill had been paid. Every car payment had been paid. Every other bill, groceries, phone, water, whatever, it had all been paid. And, you know, so I got this month's stack, and I'm worried about this month. But he said to me in that moment, how long are you going to do this? And I kind of said, how long am I going to do what? How long are you going to worry every pay period about whether I'm going to meet your needs? And you know what? I repented. I made Great Is Thy Faithfulness, one of my favorite, all-time favorite songs. And um, since that day, I, I've almost not worried. <laughs> I'll tell you that much, okay, uh, about money. There have been times that I've fallen back into that trap, but not very many. Not very many because God um, really, really put me at rest. But, you know, now that's, that's 27 years ago almost 28 years ago. And God has been faithful every month, every year, every decade. He's faithful. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed the story. But more than that, I hope that you will contemplate the wonderful faithfulness of God. Don't get frenzied and frantic and frustrated. Be like David. Look up. Look back. Think about all of his faithfulness in your life, and he will continue to be faithful. Happy Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.